0: Hi, Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 101. Um, (laughs) A little episode here talking about chess. Um, Chess from the 18th century. When we're talking about chess, we're talking about a dower blanket-type chest. Not a chest of drawers. I think that term gets um, a little bit mixed up at times. The technical term is really commode. and not to be uh concerned or confused with a unnecessary so so we're going to talk about chests from western long island remember all these are regional characteristics but so few types of furniture made prior to 1710 and had specific characteristics of the new york area and have thus far been identified and classified perhaps not more than a dozen types would suffice to cover the known field. To this number, insignificant in comparison with the many known forms of New England 17th century furniture may well be added to the Long Island ball-footed chest. Only ball-footed chest we're talking about. So two examples of this type were shown in Mayolta, Long Island in 1936 as part of Nassau's county celebration of the Long Island Tercentary. The interest they aroused was based primarily on the fact that there was an obviously early item in New York origin which had not been generally known, presented in a museum or even discussed in writings on American antiques. Despite a search covering eight or nine years, I have seen but four examples of this type of chest. The fourth appeared at an auction sale on Long Island several years ago, with newly constructed bracket feet replacing the replacing the original ball feet, and the original form of the chest concealed by other extensive alterations. So since then, I have learned of the existence of a fifth example, but have not had the opportunity to inspect it as of yet. All of the four chests I have seen were found in one locality, namely within a section of ten miles square of Nassau County, Long Island. Thus, for several generations this one chest was renowned by the Allen family of Milk Creek, and was found in Roslyn, Long Island, while another type of chest came from Oyster Bay and is now on exhibit at the old Rahan headquarters, the local chapters of Dard, the Daughters of the American Revolution. So, in my opinion, the date of these chests would probably not be later than, say, 1715. It may be as early as 1690. In arriving at this estimate, I have considered the scarcity of examples, the early form of keyplate, and above all, certain points of construction, rarely found in pieces later than 1715. The body of the chest itself is of style and rail construction and to that extent reminiscent of panel chest of New England origin. However, unlike the earlier Connecticut Valley oak chest, the rails at top and bottom run completely across the front of the chest, and the styles connect them instead of serving as corner post. Each of the square panels is rebated or rabbited into the styles, in accordance with New England practice, and is outlined with molding affixed to the panel itself a later period would probably have produced a drawer with lip or even a bead molding so my my conviction as to the approximate age of this type of chest was recently shaken by the discovery of a somewhat similar example this chest bears brasses affixed with bolts of a type that were probably not used in this country before 1730 or even manufactured in england before 1720 Further variations between this chest and other, the other three occur. The wooden pins used on the face of the earlier chest show a certain symmetrical arrangement, which differs considerably from that of the pins of the later chest. Moldings around the panels are sunk below the surface of the piece instead of projecting. Dimensions of all four chests, depth and width, and carcass, depth of drawers, and height are approximately all the same. Variations are negligible, ranging from a a fraction of an inch to about two inches. In one example, it is hinged with butterfly hinges. The lid of the till box is still attached by the same type of hardware. Such hinges were probably not employed on Long Island furniture after 1710, although they continued to be used in New England perhaps as late as 1730. Another example carries the coxcomb hinge, unquestionably later than either butterfly hinges or the staple hinges of the the lid, typical of the timepiece. The coxcomb hinge is found in the New York two-panel chest with an early bracket foot, which usually dates around 1720 to 1740. So as far as I know, such chests never exhibit the butterfly form of hinge. During the fourth quarter of the 17th century and the early part of the 18th, chests were a common article of furniture on a Long Island, as New England. Presumably chests identical in this type were used in both localities. This would be used particularly on the eastern end of Long Island, where there was little, if any, Dutch influence at all. The ball-footed chests of the present concern which we're speaking of here today, however, clearly show blending of Dutch and English characteristics of construction. Dutch influence is revealed chiefly in the so-called ball feet which are virtually identified and identical with the feet found on certain local cosses. The turn ball in front is connected with a bootjack foot in the rear by a plain board nailed on. As in the case of the local coss, this support is never attached to the bottom of the chest itself. So when we compare the separate feet with the feet of New England chest, We find that in the latter, the ball or turnip or similar type of foot was dowelled into or, on rare occasions, nailed to the frame, almost never. In the body of the chest itself, we find further unusual structural features. In both Long Island and New England chests, a cleat is usually found under the projecting side edges of the lid. On the Long Island chest, there is also a strip of wood or molding under the foot projecting to the end of the lid. In New England, the side cleat was usually nailed from the bottom and was not flush with the edge of the overlap. In Long Island practice, the cleats or moldings on sides and front were fastened with nails driven through the lid from the top and were made flush with the edges on the lid. The nail heads were driven deep and covered with wooden pegs while new england chests may have one two or three drawers i have not discovered any of these long island paneled chests with more than one drawer nor have i found an example without a drawer although one paneled chest of the same period without drawers but with identical lid construction and ball feet have come to my attention in recent notes it should be noted that while all of the chests under discussion have two panels in New England, the use of three panels was the general rule, though not totally absolute all the time. So in these Long Island chests, the material used for lid, front, sides, and drawer fronts is typically pine, typically northeastern white pine. I do recall ever ha- seeing or hearing of local cost feet made of wood other than oak, stained and painted black. Obviously, this is for strength and durability. Yet the feet of the chest that we've been talking about, otherwise analogous to cos feet, are a pine. In concealed portions, such as drawer slides and horizontal supports of the feet, almost any kind of wood may be found. In these cases and of these chests, several varieties of hard wood may occur. So far as I can judge, the chests were always painted, though and still covered with the blue paint so popular among the Dutch in New York and its environments, which, with the passing of time, has changed almost to gray. So this was presumably applied within a few years after the chest construction, since under its vestiges of red remain on all surfaces and a trace of black remains on all moldings and feet. Certain minor differences occur among these three chests, Some are much more uh, clearly spherical than those of the other chest, though all belong to the same ball categories we're speaking today. The base molding of the same chest is somewhat less elaborate than that of which I believe to be a replacement. Upright moldings at either end of the chest are slightly uh, canted in each case. Nevertheless, it seems reasonable to conclude that all three chests are all the work of one craftsman. So, Chess 4, I do not believe to have been made by the same person. I think it could be a very high-grade reproduction, unless at a considerably later date. It may possibly have been made by the apprentice or a son of the original joiner. In these conclusions, I am supported by J.L. Cummingshead of Hempstead, Long Island. Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist, signing out. Thanks for listening.